Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk to musicians, performers and sometimes even wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Happy New Year! It is 2019. I hope you didn't party too hard and you're not feeling too bad, okay? I have no idea how I'll be feeling on New Year's Day because I'm recording this uh, intro here that you're listening to on New Year's Eve. Um, but uh, unless I get a very last-minute gig, it'd be very last-minute. It's about 7.15pm uh, in the evening. I'll be spending my New Year's Eve uh, on the couch watching Return of the Jedi Man, having a Long Island iced tea through my new big-screen TV, baby. I updated the TV about two days ago, and uh, the first movie I watched on it, if you could guess, Episode 4, A New Hope, Star Wars, the original uh, smashed that out and then watched Empire Strikes Back last night. So tonight it'll be Return of the Jedi, the culmination of the original trilogy, uh, Return of the Jedi. Can you imagine if Jedi was called Revenge of the Jedi? Good move on George Lucas's part there to come to that last minute realization that a Jedi wouldn't take revenge, would he? No, he renamed it Return of the Jedi. Apparently there was um, already some promotional stuff out there, though, with revenge of the Jedi listed. So uh, it was pulled it was pulled from uh, from everywhere before the film hit the screens and renamed relabeled Return of the Jedi. So there you go. There's my Star Wars nerd out for this year. Look forward to more of those next year. This week on the podcast, I sat down with Danny Slaverio from Ablaze and uh, also from Kistroya. And we had a great chat. Uh, Danny tells a wonderful story about his early days at high school, uh, singing in the uh, as a soloist in the school choir, of all things, and uh, how for the grand final one year in the uh, mid-90s, he got to perform at the MCG and he met none other the one, the only, Muhammad Ali. So stick around for that story. It is a doozy. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Turing on iTunes or the Google Podcasts app on your Android device if you're an Android user. Uh, and remember, Art of Turing is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. And you can check out all the other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. There is some coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with kids, uh, it might be a good idea to throw on Andy's Wild Adventures, then once they're dropped off at the in-laws, throw Art of Turing back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. Episode 37 of Art of Turing is brought to you by Revenge of the Jedi. Ever wanted to know what it might have been like if George Lucas decided to call Return of the Jedi Revenge of the Jedi? Well, wonder no more, because George Lucas has re-released Return of the Jedi and is now naming it Revenge of the Jedi. And just like all the other re-releases of your beloved original trilogy, there are so many ubiquitous changes your inner fanboy or girl will be screaming inside to be transported back to a simpler time before the dark times, before the Empire. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the next chapter in the Star Wars saga, Revenge of the Jedi. 
between good and evil rages on. Join the further adventures of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Chewbacca, C-3PO and R2-D2, and Darth Vader. Alien worlds. It's a trap. A rebellion against oppression. An epic of heroes and villains. An adventure as vast as the universe. Revenge of the Jedi. Coming May 25th to a theater in your galaxy. Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on the desktop, you can. You just you just Google it, Art of Touring, and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before I get into my conversation with Danny, I'd like to share with you some of his music. This is a track by a blaze called Long Way Home, which makes perfect sense for this podcast, as you'll hear in the lyrics, because it's all about life on the road. Here it is. Here we go. There's a taste, just a taste of a place. Now let's take a listen to my conversation with Danny himself. Here it is. Check it out. Welcome to the Art of Touring, everybody. Uh, it is most definitely the new year by this point. I'm assuming this is going to drop at some point in January, because uh, I do have a couple up my sleeve. Uh, so, yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, joining me in your car or at work or in your headphones, wherever you are listening. And today in the studio, we are joined by Danny 
from Ablaze. And how do you pronounce your last name? Slaverio? Slaviero. 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 How are you, Danny? Good, man. Good, man. It's, nice to be here. It's good, it's good to have you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. We were just talking um, before the podcast started. Our listeners may notice we both sound a bit <laughs> under the weather today. Yeah, just a little bit. But both for different reasons. I've got a little bit of a head cold, but I'm on the mend. And Danny, why do you sound like rubbish? Oh, uh, you know, I blame Cherry Bar. Yes. I always blame Cherry Bar. No, we had a, we had a, um, a killer gig, uh, with She Wolf and, and Massive mm. and, you know, packed out and, um, you know, it's, it's always good to have a party there and, you know, you, you end up stumbling out at all hours of the morning and yeah. getting home at, when the sun's up. And, you know, <laughs> it was one of those nights. It's always one of those nights. Yeah, eh? right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then you, you know, you're chatting, you're, to, everyone you're after chatting the show. to everyone after the show yeah. and everything like that and having a good time. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, my voice is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Always takes a couple of days for it to come back. That's right. It? A bit, yeah. of, bit of tea and honey. And, well, yeah. look, at least we don't have it as bad as it used to be when it, with the smoking was inside the venue. Because then add the singing plus the talking after the gig yeah. and the smoke. Oh. It's like a recipe for disaster. Oh, it's, it's, you know what? The, the fun, it's funny you bring that up because when that kind of stopped... You got used to it, not having smoke in the venues, mm. everything like that. And it was, it was great, you mm. know. The only problem with it was you could smell people and that yeah, was like a weird wasn't thing. It weird? Yeah. I think the very next week I went to the ESPY and it just stank. Oh, it's terrible. It was so bad. I was just like, please just bring the smoking back in. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? it was, who knew it was masking all of that I rotten vibes? Oh, <laughs> well, so, so with that, you know, when people used to smoke in venues, we were kind of used to singing and, and having yeah. that. It was fine. I did this tour with um, with my other band, Kiss Droyer. We went to the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. They can smoke everywhere there. Is that right? Yeah. So you, you're doing these gigs in venues and like, you know, this is myself and the guys and Chris, who's he's a veteran at this, you know, he's yeah. been, he's been um, playing in bands since mid eighties, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we get off stage and we're like, I'm not used to this anymore. We used to be able to do smoky venues, but no, nah, this is really like- It was a real struggle. Yeah, it took its toll. Even during the set, you're just like- Really feeling yeah, it. Yeah, really feeling it. Oh, and, and like, I mean, when I say they smoke, I mean, they smoke. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, Constantly. These are Arab men, they smoke. They just you know? smoke it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, there you go. I guess uh, unless- um. Uh, I'm planning any tours of uh, no, yeah, there. Exactly. I'll, I'll probably be safe, but there you go. That's it. So where are you from, mate? Where did you grow up? So I grew up actually in Pasco Vale. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, lived there for a lot of my, I think till I was in my early 20s. Yeah. And then um, kind of started doing my own thing and living out of home and everything like that, whether it be with friends, girlfriends, whatever. Sure. And um, yeah, then- and different intervals going back home for a little while and then you know um but yeah no i grew up there um and then ended up moving to epping which is not far from here yeah yeah i and think you're the first epping resident i've had on the podcast well i feel special there you go, mate. <laughs> epping, represent bro <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it um yeah. but yeah in between that like i've yeah. lived in um doncaster for a little while i i was in bomb beach the other side of the world yeah. for a little while and um and yeah, you know, all places, doesn't matter where you are, you make your home and yeah. and um, you meet new people, different people, and yeah, you know, it's always great. There you go. Yeah. And were there any um, musicians in your family growing up, mum and dad? Uh, the funniest thing was, uh, there really wasn't like, dad, 
dad had this okay so dad had this stunning um les paul ibanez one of those lawsuit copies right ah yes gorgeous guitar and he was one of those dudes who had grown up playing guitar um knew like three or four songs sure you know and and then you'd always like stumble in and hear him tinker away and everything like that and he'd be playing like jailbreak or tnt or i like it both ways from you know <laughs> and you're just like yeah as you grow old you're like that song <laughs> um but yeah no um and and he did that and i thought it was cool and i just wanted to play and yeah and so it's kind of started teaching myself how to play and um you on know, his guitar? On his guitar. Yeah. And, and folks, my folks were like, you know, well, maybe we should book him into some lessons. And, and it kind of all just stemmed from that. And now from that, it's kind of like, I've become, my brother's a touring musician as well. He's just come back from Europe. Um, yeah, right. Doing all over from ba- Barcelona to, you know, everywhere, basically, like England, everywhere. What does he play? He plays bass as well. Yeah, right. And, um, but he's one of those one of those assholes who can kind of play a few different instruments, you know. Yeah. He's actually really talented. Um, so, yeah, he can play, like, key, synth, um, guitar, and all that. But he started out on bass because he saw me doing it. Right. Um, he's um, nine years his senior. Okay. So, yeah, we'd grow up together, and we actually shared a bedroom. You know what I mean? Kind of thing yeah. as brothers do. Yeah, no, I've got two older brothers. Yeah, and so. my, Me and the, my middle brother shared a bedroom for quite a while. There you go, yeah. yeah. So, I had bass guitars hanging up on the wall and everything like that. And, yeah, mm. he just... I bought him a guitar and he was like, he just started playing my basses. He's like, I just kind of like this better. And, mm. you know, and so you actually of, started playing bass first? I actually started playing guitar first. Oh, okay. And he, then you went to the bass? Yeah, we went to bass because it was kind of like no one was playing bass at the time. Right, right. So I was just like, well, I'll do it. I'm singing anyway. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we'll do that. And, you know, at least that'll sort out a band situation. Sure. Yeah, you know, because in the, what was it, like the mid, mid to late 90s, everyone was a guitarist. Yeah, right. You know, so... It's harder to find a bass player. Oh, absolutely harder to find a bass player. Yeah, yeah. So you thought you'd fill that that role? Yeah, yeah. And you said you were singing as well. And so when did you first kind of... Um, start singing when no one else would do it yeah right basically right <laughs> that sounds familiar yeah, yeah it's yeah. just kind of oh I can't really sing I don't want to sing and yeah. look I wasn't a great singer yeah. or anything but it was just kind of like well I can scream into the microphone and make it sound okay sure sure you know so you know and then you kind of learn a bit on the way and everything yeah. like that did you ever get any lessons yeah yeah you I, did absolutely like I think once I joined a blaze was where I was just like I can't do this properly right and um, because for me, playing in Castroia was always easy because Gene Simmons was a bar- is a baritone singer, mm-hmm. and so am I. Mm. And it, was just, it just came easy. Everything was easy. Yeah. Um, and then I started getting into the higher kind of scales with, with the blaze and things like that. I'm yeah. just like, I can't even survive a gig. What's right. going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, booked myself into, found a lady that lived near, nearby to me who was a, um, when I was living in Bomb Beach, and she... Um, she was in musical theatre all her life, trapped, toured the world doing that. Mm. And um, she basically taught me as a theatre nerd, you know, like a one of those Gleek kind of um, people. And, and it's made me that much better of a singer. And this yeah. is only recently. I'm talking about probably the past three years. Yeah, right. You know, so I kind Before of... Before that, you would just kind of learn a song, listen to it yourself. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Figure out the notes and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I went okay. Um, the only trouble I kind of ever ran into when we're on a... I think it was a 15-show tour, and um, the last night, I was gone. Yeah, right. You know, so that was the only time I found myself in any trouble. But other than that, I was fine. You're all fine, I yeah. I could keep pitch. I could do that... Unbeknownst to me, though, technique was all 
up the shit. Yeah, you right. Know what I mean, so and she sorted that out for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's cool, man. So. And so, where did you go to school? I went to school at St. Joey's in Pasco Vale. Yeah, yeah. And um, did you play music in school? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, we, um, I was, I was like one of the few musicians. But by the time I kind of went, so St. Joe's is like from year seven to ten. Mm. So by the time I got to like year year nine, year ten, it was me and my mate Andrew who was a drummer. Yeah, and um, that was it. We were the only musicians, mm. and um, it, that was as a time of um, a lot of hip hop. Um, rap, things like that. All cool stuff. Yeah. All stuff I still listen to. Sure. Um, but there was no, course, need for musicians. We had a choir, though. Ah. Which was cool. Um, and I sang in that. Yeah. The drummer, dude, Andrew, he couldn't sing at all to save his life. He tried. <laughs> it was terrible. It was like, just hit, hit shit with sticks and you'll be right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, kind of did that. What was cool about that, though, was I got to be the lead singer of the choir that I don't know what you call it yeah right you know? yeah, yeah. you take like the solos or whatever yeah when yes. they were, when they'd come up in the song that's right do yeah. that kind of stuff but the cool thing about that was it gave us an opportunity to um sing oh, I can't remember, I think it was the 97 grand final oh wow yeah we, there's a there's a few schools doing it we're in the opening ceremony that's cool that is cool but the cooler thing was that I got to meet Muhammad Ali oh my god so that was that was amazing it was just like this guy, like, you know, that you kind of, like, watch fight and everything like that. Yeah. And, like, you had the old VHSs and everything like that. And, yeah, it was just cool to meet him. So, I what mean, year was this? I think that was 90, 96 or 97. Right. Yeah, it was... was it? Like, year 9 or year 10 or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was either year 9 or 10. Wow. Yeah, no, that was... That, that was, is wild. That was cool. That was really cool, actually. Far Yeah. Out. So, he must have been there for, like, the opening of it or something. Yeah, or was he so just he, a punter or... No, no, he went around... So, they, you know how they do the, the laps in the cars? Oh, in the to? cars. I remember they used to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> he know, was they, doing that. And he was in one of them. So, he was a special guest at the mm. opening ceremony and, you know, kind of just waved and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He didn't say much because at that point, Parkinson's had really... Kind of set in a bit. Set in a bit for him, so... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he was, he was cool and, yeah, just... He just shook the hands of all the kids singing in the choir. Yeah, because we're all in that kind of, you know, underneath the stadium, we've got all those tunnels and everything oh, like that. Yes. So we're all in, in that kind of area. So he came past, walked past with his his entourage and sure. like everyone's kind of shaking hands. Hey, how you going? Hey. Nice to meet you. And so, yeah, that was cool. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, it was. I don't think many people on the planet can say that they met Muhammad Ali. So no. you're in a very, very select group of people. Oh, it was, you know, it's, it's one of those things you never forget. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're doing the choir, you're in your nine, ten, and then where did you go for 11 or 12? Did 11, do- still St. Joey's, but that yeah. was in uh, North Melbourne. Oh, okay. So same school, different campus. Different campus, yeah. yeah. right. And did um, you continue your music at 11 and 12? Yeah, I did. Um, continued on. Um, we got, there's a bunch of us there. We got a band together and, you know, kind of played a few school things, did this. What was it called, the band? Oh. Um... You don't remember? For the life of me, I cannot remember. Wow. No, I mean, I always like asking that because yeah. some of the their first band names are awesome and hilarious at the same time because <laughs> you think when you're 16, oh, this is the greatest name in the world and then you look back and you go, wow, that was, wow, we actually named our band that. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. my first band was called um, Hemoglobin. Which cool is funny. Like cool and funny and <laughs> like whatever, but like you wouldn't, you know, call a band that now. And I think but the another one was um, X-Rated Jumping Castle, which I think still is a great band name. 
you know what? It's, it's hilarious. Not, it's not bad, and it's even good for an album title. Right? Or a song. <laughs> yeah, and you go, Jumping Castle, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine the lyrics? All the innuendo. <laughs> That's yeah. it, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, because we named it that because there used to be this, um, I think it was like, it was a, a night at Metro called Goo. Yes, I Do remember. remember Goo? Yeah, yeah, I went a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, it was like a hard rock night. <laughs> yeah. Because usually Metro was more of a, you know, doof-doof kind yeah. of club or whatever. But on a Thursday or something, they had Goo. And one night, they had an X-rated jump or jumping castle in there. I did see And it. they also had, it was like an under underage night. Yeah. So this was before I finished school. This was yeah. like year 10 or something. And I'm in the city jumping up and down on an X-rated jumping castle. I'm like, this is hilarious. We're going to call our band this. So what was that X-rated about? So ba- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your kids are going to be. So basically what it was, was two big boobs and a penis. And so you would jump on the penis <laughs> and it would, it would go in between the boobs. It was hilarious. <laughs> you know why? And that'd even make a great album cover. Like yeah, cover. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to Google X-Rated Jumping Castle, see see what comes up. Because if no one's running that gig anymore, I, sh- I might invest because that would be hilarious. Coming you, coming to a kid's birthday near you. <laughs> yes. What do you do on the weekends now, Dave? Yeah, I'm not really doing the band thing anymore. I've got an X-Rated Jumping Castle. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's out for, you can hire it out and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, Bucks Nights, but, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it'd be it'd be pretty wild. It would be. Um, yeah, and so you're in this band. You can't remember what it was, but no. were you playing bass and singing at the time? No, I was playing guitar. Playing guitar, I was and, playing guitar. Oh, and singing or just guitar? And singing. And singing? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I rhythm guitarist, singing, mm-hmm. and um, and also on the said Ibanez Les Paul. Oh, on your dad's Les Paul. Yeah. Wow. Um, because, I mean, he didn't really like... You know, he so wasn't really I, playing it, and you're like, yeah. Dad, give me this guitar. I just used it. Yeah. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't even a question. It was like a rite of passage kind of thing. Like, you That's know? perfect. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, started doing gigs and um, did a few local venues. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a post office hotel, and they used to have a, uh, a band room. Okay. Um, for the life of me, I can't remember what the band room was called, but it was post office hotel and part of Road. that venue. Yeah, yeah. And, um, did gigs there, and, and I actually remember doing a gig there when I was 14. So, wow. yeah, because all, all the guys in the band were a bit older. Yeah. Um, they were still underage, but they were a bit older. They, they were tall guys, so they looked older. Sure. And so, yeah, it was just, yeah, not a problem. And I guess it was a different time as well. Like, it yeah. wasn't the same. As long as you didn't go to the bar and try to order a drink, you'd be right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, not as strict as they are now. No, no, that's right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I uh, did that and, and, and played, and there was. Band members came and went and everything sure. like that. And then we kind of started... There were a few KISS fans in the um, in this circle. So we um, started to uh, play KISS songs a lot. Right. And here I am with the idea, hey, let's start a KISS tribute band. Yes. Um, and kind of did that for a little bit. And um, so that kind of got my... We are playing that. So I already... Like kind of learnt the songs and everything like that. Yeah, so that's when I started playing bass, basically. Right, and this is when you left school, during school, still, still in VCE, still in VCE. Still so in year VCE. twelve, you started Kistroya. No, no, no. So this is where the, where the interest started coming in. Ah, um, left school. This band's kind of still going, but not gotten anywhere or anything like that. It was just jamming, everything like that. We had ideas of grandeur, mm. and then the band members were just like, "Look, I." This is not what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. There's a couple of fallouts and everything like that. Sure, yeah. Um, but around that time, um, we were looking for a drummer. Oh. 
So I had this ad at the back of my car looking for a um, Kiss drummer. And this dude in a van is kind of like trying to pull me over. And as you do when you're a 19-year-old in a Val Calais, you know, kind of driving around Coburg, yeah. um, you get out and you're like, what's your problem? <laughs> kind of thing. And, um, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, me and my brother are starting, wanting to start a Kiss band, you know, you're looking for a drummer, but we're... You know, do you want to come have a jam, you know? And so you actually had a sign out the so- back of your back car. Back of the car, yeah. Looking to join a, a Kiss tribute band. No, well, what did lo- it say? What I was looking, say? drummer wanted kind of thing. Drummer wanted yeah. for Kiss tribute, tribute band. band. Yeah. You just had that on the back of your car. Yeah, we had, we had them around the place and everything like that, but that was just one there. Uh, In case someone saw it, you know. And you somebody know. did. And somebody saw it. <laughs> he pulled you over. Oh, he pulled me over. That is hilarious. It's, yeah, I was... Uh, it was, it was just one of those things. Yeah. Right? You'd never, cool. you'd well, never you had, believe it. If you didn't have it on the back of your car, then that wouldn't have happened. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like these little things that happen that lead to different fates and yeah. and all that. Um, and he's gone, look, come have a jam with me and my brother. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. No worries. And um, and like the other guys just weren't interested. So I'm just like, well, may as well. You know, yeah, just see yeah. where this goes. Sure. <laughs> you know, when um, you know, 16, 17 years later, <laughs> you know. Still going. We're here. I'm like, um, the, Stephen, the, the drummer who pulled me over, he's no longer in the band anymore because of outside other commitments. He's yeah. running a couple of businesses and with the family, you know, it's it, it's hard work, you know. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, Andrew and I, who's the Ace Freely, um, we're the only two original members now left in the band. Right. Um. But yeah, it all started from that day. That day. And um. Yeah, it's just funny how it kind of leads to other things. That's and, wild. And man. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because um, I knew you were in Kistroya, but I wasn't sure of the of the timeline whether you were a newer member or a founding member. No, founding I, member. I had yeah. no idea. And um, my uh, uh, Pearl Jam tribute band actually played a gig with you guys. Was that? Yeah, I remember. That's, that was at um, Ma- well, Max White's. Is that Hi Fi? It was at Hi Fi Bar. Hi Fi Bar. And um, it was absolutely wild. Yeah, like we we opened. And that up. was back ages ago too. Yeah, it was like two thousand and. Four, 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 five, four, yeah, something like that. Yep. I was twenty-four, yeah, twenty-five years old. You would have been similar because when, when are you born? Are you eighty-two? Eighty-two. Oh, okay, yeah. you're two years younger than me. Um, yeah, and uh, that was, I just remember we opened up, and by the, t- I think there was a band in, in between Castroya and us. That, I think it might have been War Pigs. Oh, the, was it or the, was it Appetite? Oh, maybe it was Appetite. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was Appetite. Oh, that's right, because we did a whole bunch of gigs with War Pigs um, and, and other times. Yeah. And um, I just saw that kind of room kind of growing in size, like, as the night kind of went on. And by the yeah. time you guys came on, it was packed. Oh, it was wild. It's, Absolutely yeah. packed. And so, um, are the shows still that, like, crazy? Like, still that amount of people? Because I just remember that. Because this high Bar is a bloody big venue, man. Big room. It's yeah, a big it's like room. a thousand people. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's funny. It's... um. As we, so, so that would have been Monsters of Rock, and mm. we, we, we had this thing where we do every year Monsters of Rock and have all these different tribute bands come up, and yeah, you know, and and Appetite um, did it with us for a few, fair few of them, mm. which I kind of loved and hated it at the same time because they'd get the crowd that wound up mm. that they just they just be spent. Really? Like, you know what I mean? Then you get on stage, like, come on. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you know? But that, they did a great job, you know what I mean? They were yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, but over, I think it was around the um, GFC, the that whole thing, mm. um, 
things started to die down with Monsters of Rock. Right. Um, less people were coming every year. Less people were coming to gigs. Yes. And we were like, well, Monsters of Rock isn't viable for us anymore. Right. So it's not... It's good. We might pick it up again years down the track. Yeah. But it's not viable for us anymore. So we stopped doing it. Yeah. I think it was on our, on our 10th year, we, we stopped doing it. And... Yeah. Um, and because because cause I think the last gig was only it was only like a half it was only half full right like for us that was like what happened yeah you know and that was the reason people were going out spending money because mm. it was an expensive night you got you got to understand that these people have got kids they got families because that's our demographic yeah um there's no well this there's this fear of losing money basically yeah and so yeah. you know there's um. The taxi ride in and out, or a hotel if you're going to get one. Babysitters, yeah. The ticket prices, the the drinks you're going to spend. It's a lot of money for yeah, a night is. out. You it know is. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, especially because it's in the heart of the city, exactly so right. you really have to either just train it in or try and find a park. And mm. again, yeah, parking in the city That's expensive. Right. Oh, absolutely. You unless, you, unless you're in the sweet spot. Like, I, I always love playing that game when you go to Jerry Bar. You show up at, you know, like 6.30 and, and it clocks over. I think it's free from 7 yeah, or 7.30 yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> and you're like, you, you're driving around. You're like, oh, just a couple, five, couple more minutes and someone will pull out. And then, like, you'll get one. And you're like, yes! <laughs> yeah, you know. I, look, oh. I've resigned to the fact that the $15 all night kind of thing next door. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm full George Costanza, mate. I feel like <laughs> I'll, I'll make everyone wait that extra five, ten minutes so I can get a free park. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I've got two kids and it's they're expensive. <laughs> like even yesterday I was doing this um uh, uh stormtrooping gig. I I do a a thing where I uh, appear in a stormtrooper costume in oh, Star cool. Wars. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yesterday was at the um, Melbourne Symphony Orchestra at the plenary. And yeah, I, I saw that. Did you thing. see that? I saw the um, that they had the yeah. Yeah, so what it is, they play the movie m- the movie yeah. and the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra plays the score. Yeah. I, I was blown away because I, I think they did it a few years ago, but they only, it was like Star Wars and they just played like, there wasn't, the movie wasn't playing in the background. It was oh, just right. like excerpts from Star Wars. Well, they and did other it with Back to the Future, stuff. I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's a thing where they actually, yeah, have the screen up and they play the whole movie and the orchestra is playing the whole thing. That's amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. So I was doing that and, um, I had to pay $20 for what? parking. I was I was spitting chips. No, no, no valet parking for an employee type thing. No, man. nothing like that, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was bogus. Oh, no. Um, but um, yeah. So the the crowds were kind of like dying off. Yeah, a bit. yeah. You thought like, oh, we'll pack it up a we'll, bit. We'll, we'll stop. We'll stop doing the whole Monsters of Rock thing because yeah. it's an expensive gig. Mm. I mean, you would have remembered we'd have the fireworks, we'd have the bombs, yeah. we'd have everything. It was everything. It was, it was like I want to say Kiss. Mate, I remember you had the, the huge Kiss sign, the lit, the light yeah, up yeah. Oh, sign. Yeah, we still got that, that, yeah. that, that bastard of a thing, you know. <laughs> it's so heavy, it's the worst thing. Mm. I, I love the fact now that we can hire a crew to do that. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it's great. But, um, yeah, and it was just, I think the last one might have been QBH, to be honest with you. So we moved it to QBH. Oh, the one opposite the casino. Yeah, and it was it was massive. It was yeah, a massive that's a gig, big venue, and and it was good numbers. Yeah, but not what we'd hoped for. Yeah, yeah. Still made a bit off it. It wasn't wasn't great though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the gig was great. It was fantastic. Everyone yeah. was into it, and it was all good. Um, so we stopped doing it after that, and then recently we did the Alive One thing at, at Max Watts. Okay. So we, we did the whole like live one costumes, um, the the hot live one set, um, and we played the songs like they were played on a live one. 
Right. So we had to relearn all these songs again. So forgive me and the audience if they don't know what Live One is. Is that a Kiss album or so a show? So a, li- or- a Live One is the first live Kiss album. Oh, Kiss Alive. Kiss Alive, yeah. Uh, okay. That's why I said a live show. Ah, uh, yeah, no, sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I know Kiss Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've got that record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think, it, I think everyone got it in the mail. Didn't yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like Frampton yeah. Comes Alive. Yeah, when I first started... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I love that gag. <laughs> uh, when I first started collecting vinyl, my, my buddy uh, Rick, who um, appeared on episode uh, uh, two of mm-hmm. The Art of Touring, he um, he was going through his vinyl collection and I think he would do the, he does his thing where he's, if he's in a record store or the op shop or wherever and he sees an album that he already owns but he thinks it's a better copy yeah. than the one that he has at home, he'll buy it yeah. and he'll bring it home and compare it and go, yeah. oh, this one is better or worse or whatever. And so sometimes when he does that, he'll give me a shitty copy. Oh, awesome. And so I got, <laughs> that sounds terrible, but yeah, I got his like, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the one where, where, where the cover's not as frayed. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, but the vinyl still plays. Yeah, so exactly. I was stoked. I was stoked. Exactly. No, yeah. so, so we we did that and what a turnout mm. what a turnout like we, we and, and we put a lot of work into this like I mean now it's come to the point with Kiss Troy where we'll rehearse before a gig and that's it yeah like yeah, as yeah. in we've been doing it for years it's not a problem yeah um but we had to relearn all these songs. Mm. and Because like, they played them differently on yeah, that, yeah, at that concert. Well, well, songs grow as, yeah. as, as, as time passes by and as they're playing them, there's different versions of the different live versions and you get yeah. caught on one and the other. Anyway, um, so we had to relearn all these songs and do it the way it was done. And we kind of gave the audience the live show that they never would have gotten to see. Yeah. Like the Kobo Hall kind of thing. Yeah. And it was magic. It was great. Um, and where uh, did you do that one? Uh, that was at Max Watts. Oh, that was back at Max Watts? Back at Max Watts. And oh, it was wow. packed. And it was great. It was, it, was, it was awesome. And that was just this year? It was. Yeah, it was the start. Yeah, the start of this year. It was the start of this year. No, it was nice. last year. I cannot remember. It, you know, gigs sometimes, they all they become do. a blur, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, did... No, it was this year. Did that. Um, a buddy of mine uh, who's a guitar collector... And um, he once said to me, he goes, look, I've got Gene Simmons's um, Gibson gra- Grabber that he used on the Alive Tour, and, and it's on the Alive album cover. If you ever want to use it, let me know. I'm like, cool. Look, I don't want to ruin it or anything, but, you know, um, sure, I'll use it. No worries. One that's, like, made to look like it? Or- no, the one. The actual the one. The actual How one. How did he get this? He's a collector. Uh, apparently, it, it cost him a, a pretty penny, but he collects a lot of guitars from iconic like bands. That iconic bands, iconic guitars, like yeah. like certain guitars that are made in certain eras that are like a bit more. It's kind of like you know how um, did he win the lottery to be able to afford all? Oh, who guitars? knows? <laughs> he's got but, his but I think I think he sells and, uh, and, and okay. like, is a bit of like one of, like a collector sells one to get another another room. one. Okay, you know, yeah. so but he's got a pretty vast collection. Big collection. Wow, that's wild. Loves his Rick, Rick and Backers and things like that. But yeah, I, I yeah. think they're the, the type of... Like, you know, a Gibson now, nothing really too special. You buy one from, like, anything before, like, the mid-90s or early 90s, and they're really good. You buy something that's from the 60s, even better. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's that, he's that kind of guy. Mm. He had the actual Gene Simmons Gibson Grabber, and he's like, look, if you ever want to use it, no worries. Gave him a call. I'm like, dude, I'm doing this. Yes. What do you reckon? He's like, yep, no worries. He goes, yeah, the only thing is, the only thing I'll, I'll ask for you is that I can be the bass tech. 
Yes. Yeah, because it's only me and you kind of touching the kind of thing. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. And um, he goes, you know, just a few beers. And I'm like, oh, cool. No worries. A few beers. Deal. And like, pay your entry and you'll be fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, just come come before doors. We'll, we'll have a play around. Yeah, and, yeah. And what a beast of a base. Like, I mean, it's just punchy. It's, it's wrong. The only... I had to swap halfway because the neck's a bit thicker than what I'm used to. Sure. And there was no bridge guard. So you had the little like lugs sticking out and it was like just scratching my hand. Ah, so it was right. a bit painful to play. Play, yeah. Went halfway through though and then went back to the Gene Simmons Punisher that I have and yes. you know, continued on with that. But what a beast of a base. Like just passive pickups, kick ass. Yeah. I mean, this thing's road worn to like. It's got dings and stuff, and yeah. it's 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 beautiful. It's like a, it's like a unicorn, mate. It's just it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those instruments. You know, you pick yeah. up, you play, and you're just like, this is fantastic. And it, your your amp doesn't have to be anything special for this thing to sound good either. Yeah, nice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like I was running amp eggs or anything like that. This is just my normal touring rig, which is like mm. a, a hard care head with a you know a couple of quads, and, and and like that's it. That was it. You know, so um, yeah, it was good. It was oh, really that's good. cool, man. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. And so um, throughout the time where you're playing in Kestroya, um, before Ablaze, were there any other bands that you were a part of? Oh, yeah, there were a few. Um, So the first... So I was always I was always kind of like writing and everything like that, kind of playing with other players and that, but never had... um, After Kestroya, I didn't have an original band per se for a while. Sure. Um, And then I wanted to get back into it. I was just like, no, I want to kind of being that scene again and everything like that. So I joined a band you might know, Tear Gas. Tear Gas? Tear Gas. I don't remember them. Um, Al Gammy from Who's Now Into An End. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, there was him, there was uh, Lich Alvaro on the drums. Uh-huh. Kyle Ross, he's only ever been in Tear Gas, so yeah. I'm not sure if you'd know him so much. But there's four of us. Yeah. And that Al was- Gammy, who who's he play with now? To an end. This, uh, to an end. Yeah, a heavy kind of... Because I know the name, but yeah. I can't remember like where I know him from. It's like that Melbourne Muso, yeah. like, you know, rabbit hole. Like, you'll check your book face and it's like, you know, <laughs> you know you're like, if this person wants to be your friend, you're like, yeah. they've got like 50 mutual friends. Yeah. Like, I don't know this guy, but he knows all my mates. So, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Except, that's exactly you know, right, you know. But I know that name, no, Al Gammy. You probably will. Like, I probably I mean, must have played with him at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And you, pr- you probably know a lot of his mates as well. Yeah, that's um, it. Uh, like, he's not as prevalent now mm-hmm. in, in the scene so much. Um but yeah, so um, started off with them. Yeah, um, it was like a kind of uh, I don't know, like metalcore type band. Okay, a bit of screaming, singing, things well, like that. Because this is the noughties, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we we're all wearing black and yeah. eyeliner and yes. straightened hair and fantastic. You know, kind of your hair's like coloured black and like that blue black kind of colour and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So uh, did that for a little bit. That kind of just went to a bit of a like, uh, you know, this this scene's this scene in this kind of genre is kind of dying. Sure, let's try to like up it a bit, make it a bit more heavier, and kind of mature it a bit more. Um, didn't really work with what we're doing, so we're just kind of like a bit of what well, I was more like. Look, this is not really happening for me because we're not getting together often enough. We're not gigging. I mean, this is boring. This is boring me basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I love you guys, mm. but I need to do something be playing yeah um so 
that was all cool, and we all, we all stayed mates. Um, went on to a band called Spitfire Rain, which mm-hmm. was a pop um, pop rock kind of band. Yeah, female fronted singer. Um, great band. Songs were catchy. Um, we had uh, Ben Webster on guitar. He now plays in um, White Widow mm-hmm. on the bass. Mm. Unfortunately, <laughs> although you've got Enzo on guitar, so it's kind of like, well, you know. <laughs> but Ben's one of those guitarists who um, he's like the tone master. He gets good tones dependent on the song with the certain effects and things like that. Yeah, great songwriter. Um, and Susani, who was singing with us, great lyricist and yeah, right, write great melodies, everything nice. like that. Um, and we had Rob Brenz on the drums. Mm. Now, I don't know if you know Rob Brenz. No. But everyone does. <laughs> For yeah. some reason, everyone I bump, bump into is like, oh, you know, um, my mate Rob, and it's just like, Brenz. And they're like, yeah, yeah, how do you know him? <laughs> he's just one of those dudes, like, in, in the metal scene, he's really well known. Ah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, he's yeah. one of those kind of guys. But super nice dude, and yeah. that's why everyone knows him. Um, did that for a little bit. That band fell apart um, because of th- stuff and things. The, the guitarist and the singer were in a relationship, didn't work out. Band, yeah. band kind of fell apart, which was sad because it was a great band. Mm. But, you know, onwards and upwards. Yeah. And did you do some recordings with that band? No, didn't. No? It was just didn't. kind of like a live band? Just, yeah, well, because they had, they had it already recorded when I joined. So ah, I was just like, like yep, doing know, the gigs. Doing the gigs. And um, so I was like, okay. So that was a, the second opportunity where I missed out on recording, per se. Um, then after that, my mates from Tear Gas... We're like, hey, we've got this new project. Yes. Want you to come into the studio and have a listen to it. Like everything's done. Yes. We want you to just come in and have a listen to it. Maybe join the band. I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of busy at the moment. And the Spitfire was kind of still going at that point. Mm. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. I'm busy with this. I want to see where this goes. But I'll come down anyway. We'll yeah. grab a pizza and come to the studio and check it out. Had to listen to it. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> this is amazing. That band, um, I joined, <laughs> yes, because the, the songs were just like out of this. It wasn't anything I'd expected that was going to happen. Yeah, and uh, that band was Moments Apart. Oh, yep, yep, yep. So, um, did that with those guys. Didn't uh, didn't EP didn't record on it again, <laughs> but joined the band. Yeah, um, worked really well, and then um, life kind of got in the way a bit. Sure, um, and Kyle had to leave because of work commitments and everything like that. He was looking after his career, mm. which is cool. Because I'm pretty sure that the past has played with Moments Apart. I think we did. Yeah, back in like 2010, 2011, around that time, I think. It, it really rings a bell. Yeah, it, yeah. As soon as you said the name, I'm like, oh, I've played Yeah, yeah, band. yeah. It rings a bell. I can't yeah. remember where it was. No, it probably would have been like SB or- I reckon it was, Something SB. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, it, was it one of those Kings and Queens things, maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, like on a Sunday- no, 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 it, would have, it wouldn't have been on a Sunday, it would have been on a Saturday still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was one of those, anyway. Yeah. So, he left, and the band was kind of like, oh, maybe we'll just take a bit of a hiatus. Sure. And then we'll, we'll come back out, maybe, we'll see what happens. We won't end the band, but we won't gig. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, I get kind of frustrated again. Um, so, we decided to get the band back together, and... Al, at the time, was dating, I think, no, he wasn't dating her yet, but he was friends with her, mm. was friends with Nelly from the Scarlets. Right. Now, as we all know, 
Anth, who you've had on the show, mm-hmm. was in the Scarlets as well. Oh, yes, he was. He so, just mentioned that. So we'd met and everything like that, and he'd actually come to a Moments Apart show um, earlier on. And at this point, a blaze had kind of started as well. So, um, so I met Anth, well, I kind of like met him a few times here and there. And then um, I was like, this is who I reckon we should have joined the band. Mm. Went to a Warbirds gig. And I'm like, okay. So like, seeing this guy play and seeing him sing, I'm just like, well, at least there's going to be three of us that can sing in this band now. Like, it'll be like major harmonies, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And just blew me away. He's just even him, like as a person. Yeah. Really yeah. nice dude. Super nice dude. You know, just kind of like one of us type thing. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? He's one of the boys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, so then he joined. Uh, moments apart and we released Thoughtless it was a single mm-hmm. did the music video stunning beautiful great and um, started gigging around a bit and everything like that and then <coughs> again life got in the way and you know people growing up <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what you can call it yeah and um, then that kind of just stopped as well stopped as well And yeah. but it was like, kind of okay because Anth still had Warbirds going and um, I had um, a blaze, which had been going for a while anyway, but yeah, um, kind of was ready for the kind of next level thing, and um, they were looking for a singer, and I was like, I want to give this a crack, sure, and that's how that happened. Yeah, right. So from then on, then it kind of just it's been a blaze, a blaze, and a blaze has grown into this thing where I'd, I actually never thought it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was. I always wanted it to be, of course, but it was good. Well, especially when you're jumping from project to project, you yeah. never really know like when, which one is going to stick. And so now this one has been like the one band that you've joined that's been like the, the mainstay kind of thing. It's funny because I think what makes, what sets this band apart from all the other bands I've ever played in is that everyone's on the same wavelength. Yes. Everyone's got the same passion. And as far as songwriting's concerned, even though someone may come in with a riff or a lyric or anything like everyone works on it together. Yes. And we write collaboratively for the most part. Nice. There might be a song here or there where one of us might write or, or something like that, and yeah. everyone's just like, that's rad, let's use that. Yeah. And we don't need to fix that, that's fine. You know, maybe a few little tweaks here and there, but apart from that, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's great to be with a bunch of guys who, who have that sense. It's like, we had a meeting last night, it's like, right, this is going well, what are we doing next? Mm. you know what I mean it's not kind of just resting on laurels it's sure. making shit happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah oh, that's no, cool it's man it's good and you've certainly released a lot of video clips over the, the tenure of um of uh, Ablaze as well oh we love the video clips you really do yeah yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun I was watching one um, Pick Your Poison yeah. the, this afternoon and you guys are absolutely having the time of your lives. Oh, mate. now where did you shoot that because you guys got messy oh that got really messy now see some bands might say, let's do a music video and let's act like we're having a party and a good time. No, we were having a party you and a good time. You could clearly tell, yeah, yeah no, you were having a party. It was a party. We had to make it real. Yeah. So, while I was living in um, in Bomb Beach, there was a, a local up the road, just this little dingy pub called The Wishing Well. Mm. And um, I said to the boys, I'm like, I reckon we could hit them up. I reckon they'd, they'd close a venue for us. Like, it's just a small little pub. It's like, just yeah. like... Just uh, they have a few locals a night going there, and that's it. Just enough to keep the business going. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we could t- we could take it on. 
So me and Dan go in there, right? These two like wog dudes. <laughs> we walk in and like now that that end of the world is very predominantly white, very white. Like being Italian, I'm the you know kind of. Oh, what's the word like exotic? Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Kind of out of place a little bit down <laughs> yeah, there just in the beach the, community. Yeah, just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know. I know the feeling, my friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we walk in there and yeah. um, we're kind of like, can we speak to the owner? And then one of the locals has come. I was like, you two like standover guys or something? And we're just like, ah, nah. <laughs> standover guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we're gonna take a percentage every month now. We're gonna be coming back with my boys unless you pay it. Now. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. no I mean, a couple like of musos, relax. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know. And so we went in there, had a chat with the owner, Pete. Really sweet dude. Yeah. And we're like, look, we want to do this. We ran him through it, and like, and we want to do it on a Saturday night. He goes, oh, I don't know about a Saturday night. I'm like, mate, I live down the road. I can't pass here on a Saturday night. How many people do you really get in here on a Saturday night? He goes, oh, you know, it's a busy night, like 30 people. I'm like, yeah. So we're going to have this place, place packed. Yeah. You'll do a lot more than 30 people. Yeah, know? yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that's what we did. Wow. We invited all our mates down. Yeah. We, what we did is we ran a tab over the bar so it made drinks cheaper. Yes. We didn't want to run a tab because people just waste drinks like that. Mm. So we'd basically make you know, a, a pot $2.00. Yes. And, you know, a basic spirit, like, you know, four or whatever. And we'd cover the rest of the tab mm. over the bar, you know what I mean? We had that deal going on with him. So we just had a good time. And it was meant to be like one of those one-take things with uh, Danny Nolan's the guy who, who, who videoed it. Yeah. And it was meant to be one of those one-take things. And I said to him, I've gone, look, I don't know if this is going to work. I think we might have to do it a few times. And I think we might have to cut and paste it. Yeah. So like, no, 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 I've got this idea. It'll work. I'm like, okay, you're great. I'll leave it up to you. Sure. Turns out we had to. <laughs> we yeah, did it yeah. a few times and everything. There were some longer shots in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was meant to... I mean, he did a great job of making it like a one kind of like swoop through the venue. Yeah. You know, um... But it was just so much fun. It, it was that much fun. Even Dan nearly got into a fight with one of the punters. It was really? great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know... Um, but yeah, it's all, it was all in good fun anyway. But yeah, everyone had an amazing time. Half the time we're looking for band members that got messy and like, you know, come back. We need to come. We need to do that take again, you know, you know, so that was, that was, that was a fun night and we ended up all passing out at my place and, um, yeah, if you, if you ever get onto uh, a Blaze TV on YouTube, you'll see the blooper reel and you'll see the messiness after it. Oh, really? There's a blooper reel as well. There's a, so we released, um, Two's Up, which is like a, two (laughs) songs that we recorded that were in our live set, but we never recorded. Mm. So we wanted to record it. And so I we went to uh, Color Sound and recorded them there. With that, you got a, a rockumentary, basically talking about the songs, talking about the band, how it came about, what we thought of each other. And of course, when we do that, there's always going to be a blooper reel because we're just five larrikins who just like having fun. Sure, yeah. And um, and then yeah, it was just this this blooper reel came out. It was just it was hilarious and it, it was great. It just kind of encapsulated who we were. Yes. You know, and um, just like that video did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool footage on that. But it's on YouTube now. The uh, Two's Up CD DVD documentary sold out a few weeks ago. Nice. So, yeah, that's all done. The the EP that we first released, because uh, we bought, like, a whole boxes of it. Oh, yeah. Sold out a few weeks ago. That, that, was, that was awesome as awesome. well. So it's kind of like, 
we don't have to carry that around anymore. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And that's just the album that we've got hard copies of. And yeah. Yeah, it's cool. No Chaser, yeah? Yeah, No Chaser. That's yeah. the, the name of the new album. And the uh, the the lead single or the, the video clip um, uh, was... The um, one with all of the masks and the all stuff that. and the things and the, the stuff and yeah. the, in the car park and everything. <laughs> just a taste. Just a taste. That's, that's it. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, all of them I was giving you. I was giving you a bit of leeway just Thank so you, you. Could get it. But, uh, <laughs> I saved you. No, just a taste. And I really enjoyed the, what because if people haven't seen it, go check it out. It's it's a really great clip, um, which I want to ask you about. But before I do, I want to kind of just um, say one thing about it. It's set obviously in a car park, mm-hmm. and you've got these characters all holding these placards, you know, with different. Um, things on it. One of them is like clubs and not pubs. Yeah. Like all these people like against rock and roll. And then about halfway or, or three quarters of the way through the clip, there's a, there's a sign that hasn't been seen before and it says short <laughs> people can't sing. Is that yeah. short people can't short sing? Short people can't short sing. Can't I'm like, Oh man, that's hitting a little bit too close for, to home for old mate Siriana. You, you know, know? <laughs> and you know, you know, the funniest thing is, right, is that I saw none of those signs until the day. Oh really? Right. So, um, Ben's girlfriend, Steph, beautiful girl, pleasure to talk to. She's always really super nice. She made them up. Yeah, right. So she thought, well, what's going to get, what are going to get people going? You know, yeah, we want to, we yeah. want to kind of like cause a bit of a ruckus, like you know, yeah. kind of make a point. And like, cause for us, this was, it wasn't just about making a cool video clip to a cool song. The song meant a lot to us in a couple of different ways. Sure. And and what we wanted to portray with the music video was, hey, rock and roll's kicking. Don't worry about that. Yeah. You know, and so it was, it's kind of our anti-establishment song. Yes. And um, so she came up with all these things. And then I saw that on the day. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, because we still, even though it was kind of like serious to us, we still wanted the tongue-in-cheek stuff, you know, because yeah, that's yeah. what we're all about, you know. and That's good. And yeah, so... Oh, that's cool, great, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, tell me about um, the the days touring with Kistroya, because Kistroya did a lot of shows, not just in Melbourne, but all no. around the place, didn't they? We went worldwide. Yeah. For, you know, lack of a better word. So, you where, know. where did you play? We, um, so we did the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. We did a whole bunch of gigs in Dubai and Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's, it's always interesting traveling. Yeah, you know, you 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 kind of get introduced to different cultures and how they live and everything like that. This was no different. Mm. And um, Dubai, beautiful place in some parts, not so much in the other. It's kind of like we started building this place, but then ran out of money. Yeah, right. Kind of thing. I look, I've been back there in, in years, so it could yeah. have changed by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was there, there's all these empty buildings that were almost finished and ah. things like that. Um, Still developing, yeah, pretty much. Just all- this must have been like noughties then. When oh you yeah, went? yeah, this is oh, okay. Into it, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think it would have been two thousand five, something, like something like that. that. Oh, actually, maybe a bit later. But anyway, um, went went there. Uh, there's always a culture shock when you go to these kind of countries, and um, we had a blast. Yeah, you know, we 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 had so much fun again. Like with the with the smoking and the um, and and things like that you know we had met different people we had one of the one of the guys that one of the promoters or venue managers at the clubs um is like you know kind of you know we don't oh, i don't know if we can pay you and i was like mate <laughs> 
And um, he's like, oh, you know, how about how about you just take a couple of women and things like because the prostitution is a big thing there. Whoa, right? And we're just like, yeah, no money. No, we need the coin, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's coin. It's about the coin. You yeah, know? we can't. You know, we flew over here, man. You put we put on a big show. Oh, look, the the beauty about that gig was was everything was paid for. Ah, hotels, flights, everything paid for. It's it part of your gig to get over there. They paid the for gig, everything. Yeah, paid for everything. Wow. And we stayed in really nice places. Yeah, but. Let's face it, we weren't there to... Just play know, and then come ones. home. Yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. Um, we, 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 we were there for a job, and, mm. um, you know, because the boys are away from their families, away from their jobs, where they do actually earn... We all earn good coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, as much fun as this is, it's kind of like... I mean, it's always a good excuse to holiday, but we weren't going to be paid in women. We didn't want that. No. You know... <laughs> That was more so the point. We're not the actual kiss guys. We actually, yeah. <laughs> no, they'd be more so. Just sort of like <laughs> That's nut true. Dollars, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, I mean, it's a they're, they're Muslim countries. There's no women going to clubs. So where what are the, where are these women coming from that are in the clubs? Yeah, pretty pretty full on. You know, so and th- and that's an eye opener as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but still, beautiful and amazing people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like especially when we're in Bahrain, if you can imagine. Um, you know, going to Coburg and seeing the guys and the whole garb and everything like that. Yeah. You know, but then putting them in this beachy type Middle Eastern country. Yeah. And they have that beachy kind of relaxed attitude as well. Huh. You know, and they're kind of like, you know, they they picked us a mile off. They didn't think we were, we were um, Australian at all. Huh. They was like, oh, you're Greek boys and, uh, yeah, you're Greek boys. Yeah, you know, yeah, Because yeah. Andrew and Stephen are Greek and, of course, when you got two of them, we're all Greek, right? Sure, sure. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, we had a chance. And they're just, yeah, really nice people. That's cool. Loved it. It was great. Um, went over to China. Yep. Did the um, Qingdao Beer Festival. Yeah. It was like this opening ceremony, big stage, um, something like twenty to 30,000 people in wow. the stadium. Epic, like epic. That's insane. Insane is a, is a really good word to describe China. Yeah, right. Right, it's kind of like, so we get there and um, we can't go anywhere without chaperones. Mm. Nowhere. And we're just like, well, this is annoying. Um, we make a break for it, <laughs> end up on the beach. Beautiful. Cause so so um, Qingdao is a province of China. Um, it's kind of like a, Holiday destination for the Chinese. Okay. Okay. Um, but like Macau or something is that similar? Oh, it's it's more, it's more like, like a, a beachy holiday. Oh, more beachy vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, the architecture's all Dutch, German, German actually. Yeah. German okay. architecture. So um, the, obviously the Germans have gone there at one point. And, sure. And um, it, hence the beer. Ah, right. right. And uh, I knew I was going somewhere. The beer with that. festival. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's basically it was Oktoberfest in China. In China, wow. So we went over and, and and did that. So we got there, got away from our chaperones for a little bit, went down to the beach, and um, it was nice. You know, it was great sun, everything like that. Um, and we had we seen a couple of really pretty Western looking girls on the beach. And like, oh, you know, the guys are just looking, you know, pretty. They're nice. Sure, they? yeah, yeah. And so we go, just keep walking and everything like that. And the corner of my eye, I could see one of them kind of waving yeah. to us. And it's like, I go to Andrew, I go, they're waving. Let's let's go have a chat. And it's like, they are. And Chris is like, you guys are dreaming. Look at them. 
You're dreaming. No, <laughs> they're not waving to you. Look, look in the distance. It's one of their friends or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. And I'm looking around. I was like, no, that's us. So we kind of kept on walking away and they're just like, okay. So I go, Andrew, I'll go, look, let's just go. We'll go have a chat to him. Sure. Like yeah. That. Russian girls, they're dancers um, for like some kind of, um, I don't know if it was a burlesque or like a can-can type thing. Okay. But they're, they're working at this yacht. They're, they're there for a working holiday, basically. Right, right. And um, gorgeous girls. Couldn't speak that much English. One of them could, so a little bit, but couldn't speak that much English. And they're like, why don't you come down to our show and, um, and you know, we'll, we'll hang out and have a drink. Because there weren't many really Western people in this area. Right, yeah, yeah. So we're the only white guys there. This is like, yeah. oh my God, there's other white people. Sure. And... Um, so that was a plan. And then we got the call. All right. Um, we've got, so this was early in the morning. We've got rehearsal. Can you be at the venue at 10 or 11? Yeah. No worries. In the morning. In the morning. No worries. We'll go there. We said to the girls, we'll, we'll catch up with you later. We've got the rehearsal thing we've got to go to. Shouldn't take too long. Um, and we'll meet you later. We'll come to your show and, you know, have a few drinks. No worries. Get to the rehearsal, scorching hot day. Um, no sunblock, but what they have is these boxes with eye hole kind of things happening. You know, <laughs> it's, that's what I mean by incredible. It's the strangest things you see, but that's just the, the culture, what they do, what they're used to. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, literally a box on your head. Which- yeah, yeah, like so they don't they don't get burnt because, as I found out through their infomercials, tanning's a no go. Huh? You don't tan. That doesn't look good. That means you work hard. That means you're you're a peasant. That whoa. Not- so what they have instead of tanning cream how we've got and the girls wear here and they look all nice and golden and pretty sure but they've got like a whitening kind of cream to make them look whiter, whiter. yeah that's it, crazy it spun me out it was amazing and um so anyway so we're there we were there waiting for our sound check um till about 10 11 at night what organizational skills aren't their strongest suits no no when was the gig the next day or something it was the next day Ah, um, so this is the day before. Day before, yeah. Um, Jeez. So, so I, I know there's a lot of um, Chinese people in China, and there was a thing of a few years ago. I was like, oh, they're gonna take. They're not gonna take over the world. Huh? You know, it's kind of like, it's just kind of like that's that's how they are. That's how they are. That's just the culture. Sure. It's, that's how it's done. It's everyone helps each other out, and again, beautiful people, especially there. Mm. They're so nice. Like, mm. I mean, and so did like, you get a check or? We did our sound check. Ah, that was yeah, that, that and that was interesting in itself, because what happened was just before oh, I think it was before or after I was gone. Look, we don't know about the makeup. No, I know you're looking at me funny. We don't know about the makeup. That's what they said to yeah, you. That's what they said to us. Okay, we're like okay, so um, we need to kind of it's our thing. Yeah, you know, um, so what we do. That's why you hired us. Like, look, mate, or you can still do the kind we're scared of it might offending people or something like that because they're super, um, conservative, you know, conservative and then, then they're really nice and they don't want to be a trouble to anybody. Sure. You know, much like the Japanese. Yes. Um, and we're like, oh, look, you're either going to get the makeup, the costumes, or you're not going to get that. We'll just do what we do without it. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. No worries. So just jeans and a t-shirt. 
Basically. <laughs> Basically. Well, look, we rocked it up, right? So you actually did the gig like that? We did the gig like that. Oh, my God. It was, it was the funniest thing, you know? So we... It's like, we, God gave rock and roll <laughs> to you. Okay, so, so set list-wise list was hilarious. It was, it was hilarious turn, turn of events. It was kind of like, all right, we're going to do like a half-hour set for you guys. Yeah. In the initial talkings. And then it's kind of like, nah, well, right, we'll, we'll do 20 minutes because we've got a few more artists. And that. Okay, cool. Uh, can we make it 15? We're like, okay. No worries. Whatever you Ended want. up being two songs. Two songs. Two songs. Right. For 30,000 people. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> we did like, I was made for loving in rock and roll all night. That was it. No makeup. No makeup. Um, no costumes. No costumes. And they loved it. And they loved it. And, the, <laughs> and, and it was televised through China. Yes. To millions and millions of people. Yeah. Um, and, and it was great. We had a great time, stinking hot. Yeah. You know, they never told us when the pyrotechnics were going off until you were right on top of them and they went off, but it was still a great time. So they had pyrotechnics going in everything. Everything. Dude, this stage it was amazing. It was just like a proper concert stage. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Rod Laver Arena. I'm talking about like, Marvel Stadium kind of shit. Huge. Yeah. Right? With all these LED screens and everything like everything. that. Everything. Had everything. Um, great time. Did great you get to go back and do it again or just the one time? No, we just did it the one time. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think we might, we may have caused a bit of a ruckus. <laughs> like, not in a bad way, not yeah. anything that you'd say was one. Yeah. But little things like kind of like just sneaking off and kind of like... Um, well, because you said you had to have chaperones. Yeah, we that were provided by the, the festival. Yeah. And what was the fear that you were going to like get kidnapped or so something? So China, like, China, China, China is still a very communist country. Ah. Well, at that point it was. Yeah. Um, it hadn't been that long out of communism. So things were still kind of the same. Yeah. You know, like we visited a lot of places like Tiananmen Square and, and things like that. And because, yeah. because of our, our interpreter, um, she, she was a, um, she was born there, but she was raised here. And, um, she was, uh, said like, look, don't ask about this. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, the whole Tiananmen Square incident never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things like that. And he's like, okay, that's, that's how it is, right? So, but, um, but again, amazing experience that just like blows your mind. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I can go on about that trip like for ages. Oh, yeah, you know, man. there's, there's, there's so much stuff that happens, so much cool stuff, fun stuff. Did you get back with the Russian chicks? The Russian chicks. <laughs> That's what so, listeners want to know. So man. we did our gig right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's seen us on the telly and everything like that. Yeah. So we go to this venue that we went to the night before after soundcheck, which had closed by that point. Right. Um, so we didn't go in, but the next night we went straight there, called the girls. Yes. We picked them up in a couple of taxi like There was a few of them and they were stunning. Yes. Like, beautiful, gorgeous, nice, vivacious, kind of just real cool people you wanted to hang out with, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. But because we were... So the the boys and that, because their hair, hair was either short or shaved, they still had to wear the wigs kind of thing because you've got to keep the rock and roll thing going. Ah. Right? But I didn't. You had the long hair? I had the long hair and, and I was still pretty much dressed the way I was I was on stage. So I was sure. instantly recognised. Yes. The band that was playing at the club was like, oh, we saw you, blah, blah. They were this um, Singapore band. They yes. speak pretty good English. Yeah. Come up and sing a couple of songs with us. No worries. By that point, we'd been sitting down for an hour nicking these Qingdao beers, right? Mm. And it was a warm, humid day, and they went down so well. Yes. So I, the, I didn't even feel... I was just having a good time. I was just chatting with with my boys and having a great, you know, 
went to get up to do this song and the whole venue just shifted. <laughs> I kind right, of think. Yeah. You didn't even notice. And yeah, went up, did a couple of songs with them, partied with the girls and everything like that. Had a great time. We went up as a band and did a couple of Kiss songs nice, and all that. Nice, nice. And, and we had a great time, awesome time, to the point where I, Chris had to drag me out of the toilet, chuck me into a taxi and bring me back to the hotel. Because <laughs> <right? laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I didn't feel too well after that, that no, night. No, doubt. And, um, and we said to the girls, look, we'll catch up tomorrow. We'll, we'll you know, have, do something else and blah, blah, blah. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The day, one of the days leading up, we had lunch with one of the organizers. Sure. Big guy, like not physically, but just well-known, respected kind of dude. He set us up for this lunch where we had all these Chinese delicacies. I'm talking cicadas. I'm talking uh, sea snails. I'm talking, not panda. <laughs> like I'm talking all this stuff. Yeah. Right? And um, interesting kind of stuff. And because we're talking through an interpreter, I think something got lost in translation. He said, you know, um, what would you like to see in China? Basically, I think that's what he said was. And what we understood was, you know, what would you like to see? But just in general. Mm. In in passing, we were just like, oh, you know, the Great Wall would be great, you know, one day to see. That one day to see just in passing didn't translate through our interpreter, right? Oh, gosh. So I get home that night. To the hotel. To the hotel. Off, like, off chop. Like, sure, I, yeah. I, I'm in the worst shape I've ever been in. <laughs> and it was about four in the morning. The boys roll in at about five. Um, phone starts ringing at six. Uh. The concierge is saying, our car's downstairs to take us to the airport. And I'm like, I think you got the wrong room. Hang up. This happens a couple of more times. I keep hanging up. I was like, do not. I'm not, you know. Um... And then I ring Andrew, who's in another room. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, dude, get your shit together. We've got to go downstairs. I'm like, what have we done? Yeah. Right? And no, we hadn't done anything wrong. What what had happened was that gentleman, really nice, really like respectful um, and thoughtful organizer, booked us flights to Beijing huh. to go see the Great Wall. Oh, my God. And it's like, we couldn't say no to that. No. Couldn't at all. Like, you know, aside of the fact that, like, you know, we're going to go see the Great Wall. Yeah. He did it. He went out of his way to organize it, and it would be really disrespectful in, in any culture to do it, let alone the Chinese culture. Yeah. Um. So we went there. That's on a plane. he hung over. Yeah. Got there, and it, was, and it was amazing. I'm glad it happened. Yeah. I'm totally glad it happened. Then Beijing was, uh, again, like, amazing as well, but a lot of the... um ghetto kind of areas were covered up because of the Olympics that had passed there a few years prior. Right. So, um, Chris and I, being the adventurers we are, um, went away from all the like real high-end shopping areas and everything like that and went into these back kind of alleyways and, and things. Yeah. It was amazing. Just just seeing how happy everyone is and they don't have much, mm. but they got enough. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. Loved it. What an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far out. And so, obviously, yeah, I mean, yeah, you did the, the lots of shows with Castroia around Australia and, and, and in throughout the world. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, Ablaze goes, you guys have been doing, like, the national tours for yeah. a few years, haven't you? Yeah. So, yeah, especially. Yeah, can you tell me um, some stories uh, from the road. From oh, there? my God. So, what, you tra- what stands you, out? you're traveling with these guys, right? <laughs> and, 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 like, I'm, I'm probably the, the tamest out of us all. Yeah. Um, these guys... 
know how to party. Right. Like they're, they're really, they're real fun to like tour with and, and we're all really good mates. Yeah. You know, and that's what makes this band really good. We've got a lineup now that we all see eye to eye. We're all on the same page and, you know, Dave was like that missing link for us, our bass player. Yes. Um, he was just like, the bass players we could just not get right or get right at the time or they just weren't gelling. With him, it was just like a shoe-in, and he was he's like one of us. Yeah, nice. You know what I mean? So it worked out real well. Um, but touring with those guys um, is always really fun. Yeah. Always super fun, and like, you know, meeting other bands and everything like that. Uh, as a band, we're, we're really... We like to make sure everyone feels welcome, because even though we're going to their state or anything like that, we yeah. want them to feel a part. This is our party. This is our thing. You know, so... Um, and we've made a lot of friends all around the country because of that. You yeah. Know? I mean, um, a, a band in particular, Jackson the Wayward, they're from Tasmania, and we've um, gigged with them in Tassie twice now. Yes. And you know sometimes when bands become like best mates? Sure. That's what's happened with us. Oh, wow. Like they, they came in and saw us at the... Like two of the members, singer uh, Jackie and Tanil the drummer, Yeah. they came and... Um, oh, and their, and their mate Sam um, came down and watched us... At um at Cherry, just as a surprise. Perfect. You know, like stuff like that. But you know, it's cool to meet new people and, and everything like that. But mm. there's a lot of stuff that does go wrong on the road, and, and it makes for good stories and it makes for a laugh. You know, we <laughs> where were we travelling from? I think it was back from Adelaide. The first time we'd been to Adelaide, and we'd hired a trailer, one of those um furniture kind of trailers. Sure. And uh, and it's all good travelling around, and we're on our way home at this point. So the the van was leaking coolant, but we're staying on top of it. We're staying on top of it. It was all good. It was all yes. fine. No worries. Driving home. I'm actually driving at this point, which is a rarity, but I'm actually driving at this point, right? <laughs> and I just hear something like, like I'm like, what's going on? I, that wasn't a blowout. What's that? So I pull over on the highway, and the A-frame that connects to the main part of the trailer had just like collapsed. Oh, so like it's it's dragging along the ground, everything like that. Which is like, and they're just the chain that's connecting it is no, no. It was st- it's still connected just by some of the the welds on the top part. Ah, but the rest of it just collapsed. It's, it's like on the ground, uh, uh, dude. It's it's on the sparks it's on, flying. It's it's on the the the, the rockumentary thing on YouTube. Check it out. It's it's there. <laughs> it's will, funny as, um, but that happens. So we have to call a tow tow truck. Um, I think the closest one was Goulburn. And we're like, look, we need this toad. We need to... Because we rang the people that hired it out. And we're like, look, this has happened. Like, what's... You know, they're like, we had a bit of a tiff with them. Like, because they're like, well, you're going to have to pay for it. And it's just like, nah, mate. Yeah. Anyway, kind of sorted that out. Took to somewhere to get repaired where we had to pay for it. Right. But they were going to... Reimburse us, right? Yeah. So we had to get a toad to there. He picked that up, went off, jumped back into the van. Not even... A minute or two down the road, van's just gone to hot. Oh, Steam everywhere. It was no. like, call up the, the tow truck, or well, the RSV or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, we're like, look, it's us again. <laughs> um, <laughs> this has happened. There's only one tow truck driver in that area. So he, he had to go down, drop that off. He's like, yeah, I know where they are. Went back, came, picked <laughs> us up, took us to a place um, in Border Town, which is not on the border. Yeah. And... Um, and yeah, we stayed there and, you know, kind of got everything sorted and we're on the road the next day. 
Yeah. Thank God. Uh, another time we had, we, we always have issues with transport. Um, another time we took a car because we didn't have that much gear because everything was being provided. Oh, nice. And um, so we took a car, a station wagon, and uh, something happened with- Like uh, one of the members' cars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So something happened with, uh, it wasn't it wasn't the fan belt, but it was the pulley for the fan belt. And yeah. just, you know, just- Gone. Like that, gone. So again, tow truck, and that's when we got RACV. That's what covered us for the second time around, and um, you know, and that happened. We were just stuck in the middle of nowhere for ages. Oh man, you know, and stuff like. That. But what was good about both those situations was we got on social media. We made it a thing. We made it funny. We made it that we ate our bass players. We, yeah. <laughs> you know, did stuff like that. Like we were promoting um, one of the hard rock show uh, end of year extravaganzas that we're going to play on. Yeah, we did it on the side of the road while the trailer was in pieces. Like it's it's that kind of stuff. So we kind of makes it um, a bit more real for the for the audience. Makes it real, but also kind of uh, gets them involved. What you're doing at the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, uh, like it's all about having. The, it's about making a shit situation a good one. Yeah, nice. You yeah, know, yeah. So, That's a cool thing, yeah, man. A lot of things like that have happened. Right, <laughs> Way right, too many, you know. Well, before we um, before we wrap things up, I I like to ask uh, the guest what they would prefer um, that I play at the beginning of the podcast because at the beginning I do like play like a little snippet yeah. of um, audio, um, and uh, I think just the taste would be perfect because that's like the the one that you're promoting at the moment, right? Yeah, that is the oh, well, one. Cool? Well, it's the album we're promoting, um, but. I've got an idea though. Yeah, yeah. What do you, hit me. What do you got? So we've got a song, and it'd be perfect for this because this is the whole road dog kind of. You know, yes. Uh, we've got a song which may or may not be the next single. Yes. Um, called "Long Way Home." Okay. Um, and it's all about that. Oh, that's great! It's all about um, it's all about being on the road, yes. missing your loved ones. Yes. Um, but you know, this is you. This is what you do. Mm. And that's what that song's about. Perfect. So. We'll have heard that then. We'll do that. Excellent. Long way home. Long way home. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. And so, how can people um, follow your journey? So, is it a Blaze band? Yeah, a Blaze band. Most of like so, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's all it's all a Blaze band. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like us on Facebook. We we hit the Instagram pretty hard when we're on tour as well. Yeah. Um, the, the, we do have a Snapchat as well. You do? Um, yeah. Which which stands on it a lot um, yeah. when we're on tour. Um, so you can follow the shenanigans there. Nice. Um, give us a like. Uh, there's always something going on. Awesome. Always something going on. So yeah. And um, is Kistroya still playing often or Kist- here and there? Uh, Kistroya's still going strong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was, it's a funny thing. We were talking about, you know, kind of like hanging up the boots and it's just not stopping. No. You know, we're talking about like just doing less shows and it's just not stopping. We haven't chased a show for seven years. Right. Like. And you still kind of get. We're just getting them. Yeah, nice. Know, so what's there? We're still having fun doing it. And Kistroya has a Facebook and Instagram and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Kistroya's on Facebook. Um, yep. We're on Instagram. Um, and we've got, I mean, Blaze's got our website as well. Kistroya's got the website. Yes. Um, so yeah, Kistroya.com and ablazeband.com. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so you can. Keep up with all our stuff there as well, and um, yeah, you can Spotify and yes, and all that kind of stuff. All that, all that music's on on Spotify, iTunes, all that. So you get around it. I mean, you got you got to support you know your your bands, whether it be us, whether it be whoever. It doesn't matter because yeah. those streams that you do, those you know you buy stuff on Google Play or iTunes or whatever. 
Yeah. That means a lot. Oh, dude. Even, even though we don't see a lot of that money. No. In, in terms of like, so we, we did this thing, this pre-sale kind of thing for the album. Yes. And we charted because of, uh, I think we got to number, I think we're at 20. Right. 20. In the, the rock cha- charts. In the charts. In the charts in Australia. Not rock charts, the charts. Shit off. And it's because we sold so many copies. Fantastic. On, on iTunes. And it's just yeah. kind of like, there you go. I mean, that disappeared really quickly. No, but still, you were but there, man. But we were there. And it's, and it's kind of like, that's the kind of stuff that's important. Mm. Because that's the kind of stuff that gets noticed this day and age. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not how much money you make. It's how much units you move. Yeah, that's right. Know? So, get on it. Support your bands because they're doing that for you. They're playing for you. Well, and that's what's um, kind of uh, been really great about this podcast is that um, I'm getting to interview a lot of people that I've um, played with over the years yep. um, and also get to promote uh, their what they're doing currently and in the past as well. Yep. You know, um, all the bands that you mentioned um, that you used to play with um, and uh, and all the current stuff that you're doing. Um, you know, like in, in the past, I've had uh, people on where they'll talk about a band and uh, that they used to play with yeah. and then they'll um they'll go oh uh we should really make a facebook page for that band <laughs> you know what i mean like for nostalgia yeah, yeah, and yeah. it kind of like you know makes the wheels turn in their yeah. head a little bit you know and it's a cool thing and um you know uh, the other cool thing about doing the podcast that i've kind of learned is that um uh, especially even just this evening when you were talking about the bands um how small the industry is. Oh, it's tiny, isn't it? You know? Like, yeah. And people are like, oh, you know, this band, you know, that play, you know, this play. I'm yeah. like, I do actually. Yeah, How yeah. do you know? That's like, you right, know what I mean? Right. All that kind of stuff. So was, that's been a real pleasure for me is just kind of listening to the stories and and um, and getting the, the stories from from people that um, uh, that appear on the show. Now that that six degrees of separation is really, that's yeah. there, isn't it? You know? It's so. like, yeah, especially in the music industry. Oh, yeah. Melbourne, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Danny. We'll definitely follow you on all the social channels and we'll see you on the road. Awesome. Thank you for having us on. (laughs) See you, Danny. Take care. Cheers. Bye. And that's a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 37, all wrapped up in a tight little bow. eh? Thanks for listening. As I say every week, if you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media and use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow on Instagram at Art of Touring Podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly, artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe, you've lo- maybe you'd like to come on the show or uh, you ha- know someone you think would be good for the show, please email me and I'll get in contact with them. That'd be great. Um, you can send me a message as well on um, on Instagram at Art of Turing Podcast. Uh, you can listen to Art of Turing on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this uh, week's podcast, please uh, take a moment to give the podcast a rating on your phone, on your podcast app there. Just write a short review, hit five stars and stick around next week for a brand new episode. They're released every week for free on a Tuesday. So uh, 
Come on back next week. Now let's get into some plugs. The theme music for Art of Touring is a song called Start a Fire by The Pass Outs, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on all digital platforms. If you'd like to grab a copy of it on either CD or glorious coloured vinyl or regular coloured vinyl, you can do so at our uh, Bandcamp page, which is thepassoutsband.bandcamp.com. We can get all your merchandise, including T-shirts, stickers, posters, and even skateboards. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to uh, Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him, as always, on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Danny Slaverio. <laughs> you can follow... I'm, I know I'm getting that wrong, Danny. I'm sorry. Uh, you can follow his journey on Instagram, uh, at uh, a blaze band and kiss Troyer as well that's all from me this week thanks again for listening tune in next time for another episode in 2019 for the art of touring with the sis dog oh, oh, oh. Woo. remember this week's podcast was brought to you by revenge of the jedi the one change that george lucas made to the original trilogy that actually makes sense. You got your water, you sorted out. Uh, I've got my phone on silent. Have you got your phone on silent? Mine's on silent, yeah. Beautiful. It's always pretty much on silent anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know why I always have mine on silent as well. You know what? For me, it's because I, I work a lot of nights. Yeah. And I don't want to have it waking me up during the day. Right. So I'm just like, it's just constantly on silent. Actually, my last phone, you know how you click it over to silent or loud? Yeah. It was just... it was. Because all the gunk and shit had gotten in there. It was just constantly on site. I could have put it on that even if I you wanted to. You could have put it on <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's great.